Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey guys, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. This week, I'm really excited to announce my guest, Carrie Bacon, and she owns a children's creative art studio called The Artful Mind. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Um, Yeah. Sorry about the lag time and the shipping, and I'm just so glad like we're finally able to connect. Um, looking forward to this conversation. Yes, definitely. Well, you know, it's it's just difficult getting two busy business women to sit down. So this yeah, is wonderful. Yeah, A great excuse. Oh. Great excuse to sit down. Yeah, and have some champagne. <laughs> um, yeah. What are you drinking? I am drinking Frisky by Naked Winery. It's a sparkling wine, and it is out of the Willamette Valley. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait. So yes, you are from Oregon originally, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So, I mean, I kind of grew up everywhere. I was a child in Oklahoma and I grew up in Oklahoma city and then we moved out to the country and I ran around in Wranglers and I had a sweet mullet for like a few years. Oh God, I had one too. (laughs) Yes. It was awesome. I, did you carry a comb in your back pocket? I did not, but yeah, I should have. It was awesome. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. This is definitely a, a high point there. Um, and then we moved to Dallas, Texas when I was in the, let's see, I was in the sixth grade. So I um, moved to Dallas and that was a big change for me because that was a big city. Yeah, big no, city Dallas living. is huge. Yes, but that was really fun. I met so many amazing people and ended up going through all of my middle school years there. And I'll probably be like the only person you ever know or speak to that says middle school was the best time of their life. But I loved middle school. <laughs> We just had so much fun. We always had parties and we had so many, you know, get togethers and we had two like middle schools that were close together. So we combined all our activities and, um, it was, you know, it was the generation where we just ran around all day and our parents didn't really know where we were. And when the streetlights came on, yeah, we came home. Um, when the streetlights came on, we, we were supposed to come home for dinner and that was, that was fun. That was, Mm -hmm. um, late eighties. So yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) But then we moved to Oregon. My dad, um, got a new job and moved us to Oregon and I was in the middle of high school. So I moved my sophomore year and that was very, very brutal. That was, yeah, that's gotta be hard. I mean, that's just such a volatile time. Yes. But I mean, I think I would have been fine, but it was such a drastic social change going from I had always lived kind of in the South and Mm -hmm. I knew one way of just, you know, the social aspect. And then we moved all the way up North to Oregon and it it was just very, very different, um, culturally. So I think people don't realize that so much in America because it's not, you know, it's not like this huge difference that people always like pay attention to, but it was drastic. I've the, the kids dressed different. They spoke different. They made fun of my accent, which, you know, since then has gone away, but 
it was, it was a, it was a tough change. And I only had three years really in, in high school. So I think because that was a little harder and I never could really find my group to fit into, I was just friends with everybody, anybody who would be nice to me. But I sort of glorified my middle school years where I had like this tight knit group of friends, you know? Yeah, totally. So I did the exact opposite of you. I, I was born in Washington and raised like in Vancouver. Um, and then in six, going into sixth grade, I moved to New Orleans, Louisiana. So this like oh, wow. that same, like, you know, so I'm the yeah. kid coming in with the mullet and like the funny, yeah. like <laughs> the different clothes and like yeah, super quiet. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Like the puffed up, like bangs, the ton of hairspray after the mullet years. Thanks to my older right. sister. Um, and then, you know, come in into the South where they are not quiet and Mm-mm. they dress different and they had bows yes. in their hair. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. So I, yeah, I totally, <laughs> I totally understand. Yes. Yeah. It was, a I was, talk. yeah, it's culturally so different. I was dressed to the nines. I just remember my first day of um, high school in Oregon, I came dressed with just, you know, my best on, I had been laying my outfit out forever and, yeah. and, the, and my, peers were showing up in sandals and cut off jeans. And I mean, I'm not saying one is better than the other. It right. was just so different. It's just for different. Me. I, yeah. Yeah. And I got laughed at and I was wearing Aww. a vest because those were cool and a mock collar and knee high socks. And I mean, I was on point, but like not in Oregon. <laughs> yeah. Not in oh, Oregon. Totally. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah. I totally, um, luckily I met one of my best friends who, you know, 30 years later, now we're still friends. And, um, she was very sweet and kind of took me under her wing and I, you know, changed my mullet ways and my long baggy shorts <laughs> to, uh, yeah. you know, more appropriate things. <laughs> I think I saw that movie once. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. But we ended up staying there. We stayed there. Um, I had all my babies in, in Tualatin and, um, we we're close. We lived within a block of my mom. And, um, yeah, so we stayed there for, we moved, we lived in Oregon for 12 years, my husband and I, and then, um, moved to North Carolina in 2013. So we've been here ever since. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Wake, you're Wake Forest, right? Yes. We live in uh, Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. We moved to North Carolina actually last year. Uh, we were there for a little over a year. Yeah. We were in Brevard right outside of Asheville. Ooh, I know where that is. That's like um, all the hot place to go right now. Yeah, it's a really cool town. Um, but we got double the amount of rain that we did up here in the northwest. And so we no were like way. Yeah. Apparently it was like a record year. So not year. in a good way for us. But um no. so we left and came back, but we went further east in the gorge, so we got less rain. So Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a tough part of living in Oregon for me and my husband, because he's from Colorado and the Mm -hmm. rain and the gray skies was just not something I could ever really acclimate to. So we love living. We're just right outside of Raleigh and it's sunny um, most of the time. So, I mean, we do get a little cold weather in the winter, but when it rains, it rains for a day and it's done and it goes away. And yeah, so we feel like, yeah, it's been better for my mental health. Yeah, totally. Yeah. My uh, best girlfriend, she lives in Holly Springs and she loves it there. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So yeah. So let's, um, oh yeah. I just want to say thanks to the spot, our sponsor, um, Naked Winery. So if you're ever in Hood River, Bend or Seaside, Oregon, go check them out or um, 
checked out their website at nakedwinery.com. So now diving yes, into Oregon all the does, yeah, Oregon does have all the good wines. So they that's, really do. Yes. There's just so many. Like, so I'm out here in the gorge, which is about an hour east of Portland. And we have like, I don't know, 50 out here. And then, you know, like then there's the Willamette Valley and the Rogue Valley in Southern Oregon. It's just, it's a really cool place to be if you like wine. <laughs> yeah. We lived in Newburgh, which is right oh, in the yeah. Willamette Valley. So I was so, it was, I was so tickled when I got this in the mail. because so I was like, look, it's a little piece of home. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's great. Um, so, yeah. So how long have you been a business owner, you know, and, and what is it? Tell us all about that. Like, how did you get started? All that good stuff. Okay. Um, so like I said, I lived in Oregon and I was, I had gone to San Francisco to FIDM, which is the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. After I graduated from University of Oregon, I had a fine arts minor and a French major. And then I went to, I just felt like I still hadn't really found my calling or you know, just anything that excited me. And I, I always believe that if you love what you're doing, then it won't feel like work. And I've always, always, always been artistic and creative and I just have to be doing that. Um, so I went to, to FIDM in San Francisco and I started as a visual designer and I was working for, um, like, the Moscone Center is downtown San Francisco and they would have um, trade shows all the time. And so I would do big concourse like displays and exhibits for them. And I sort of worked freelance, but then I also worked for Pottery Barn on the side, which was cool because that's where they're headquartered. So I could go in and actually talk to like the president and, you know, all the visual designers. And so I just loved being in the city. It was a really, really fun time in my life. I met my husband and he had his job kind of moved us out towards Sacramento. So unfortunately I had to shift what I was doing. Um, cause there isn't a lot of, you know, big trade shows in Sacramento mm-hmm. and And because there wasn't a lot of work there for me and then his job changed again, we decided to move to Oregon because that's where I had gone to college and high school and my family was still there. And so we started our family. So when I was pregnant with my first child, I couldn't do the, the, you know, the hands-on work that I was doing just because it's so physically demanding. And I had passed by a little children's art studio Um, and they, and I just went in and said, Hey, are you hiring instructors? This could be a cool job for, you know, someone like me. And so that's where I started and I fell in love with it. I fell in love with teaching kids art and just watching them, you know, grow and their minds expand when they were being creative. And so we moved out to Newburgh, which like we just kind of talked about is in the Willamette Valley. And so there's, they don't, in that area, they did not offer art in the schools. So when my children were young, I was the art cart lady. So I would be like cruising around to all the classrooms and offering art lessons just as a volunteer. It wasn't a paid position. It was just because I felt so passionately about children being able to experience and be exposed to the arts. Mm -hmm. Um, But that was a lot of work and I felt like there was just a lot of demand for it. And so I opened a very small business there called The Budding Artist. And because every... um, school is traditional as far as their calendar. I could only offer after school and weekends art classes. So that's what I did. And it was a great business for me because it was, 
it was kind of a dream of mine to start my own business and be my own boss. And there weren't a lot of resources back then. And I'm talking like I'm 90 years old, but literally so much has changed in 17 years. And so this was about 12 years ago. And so my my third child, let's see, no, my second child was five when I started it. And I was, so I had to learn everything kind of just by calling people and the internet was not really what it is today. So you couldn't just Google everything. Right. Um, no, it wasn't <laughs> like that. So yeah, I had to kind of like walk, walk downtown and, you know, go into the business centers and ask them, you know, how do I do this? And what licenses do I need? And how do I put this together. And I, I kind of put myself through business school. Let's just say that way, like the hard way. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I started my little business and I loved it and it was really rewarding and fun. And, um, and then let's see, I ran that for a few years and then we moved out of Newburgh. We moved to just a neighboring town called Sherwood. And I had moved the studio into, we built like a studio as part of my house. And so that saved on overhead and the kids would come to my, my home studio and do their artwork. Um, and so I just did it kind of part-time so that I could be a mom. Cause that was always like my focus is being there for my mom. And I didn't want to go to work all day. I, I wanted to be home with my babies. And so, um, I had four kids total. And when my youngest was two, my husband got a job transfer to North Carolina. And that was a huge like turn over the apple cart because we were settled in and my family was all around and I had this little business I was growing. Um, but then we moved out here and I just felt lost. I was like, I don't know anybody. I don't know anything. I don't know. I don't know anything. I don't even know what to do. And as luck would have it or, you know, however you want to describe it. Um, I bumped into a lady at my daughter's dance lesson one day who said, Hey, there's an art studio in Wake Forest and the owner wants to retire. So if you're at all interested in buying her business, you should go talk to her. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that's too overwhelming. Like, I don't even know like where grocery store to go to. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even have a pediatrician set up yet. Like, I don't know about buying a business. So I did drag my feet on that a lot. I did go in and talk to her and kind of get a feel for the business. And it was exactly like what I had been doing in Oregon, but on a much bigger scale because she was open five days a week. And here in North Carolina, the school calendar, you can choose traditional or you can choose year round. So that means the kids go to school for nine weeks and then they're out for three, Mm -hmm. then they're in for nine, then they're out for three and they do that all year round. And it's actually pretty awesome. Like if you're on a, on a year round calendar, because your kids don't ever have that three months of amnesia, right? Or they're just like laying around in the summer. Um, My kids were on a, you know, a year round calendar when he first moved here. And it is, it's kind of cool, but see, parents still have to work and kids don't always have something to keep them busy in October for three weeks. So the camp and, you know, activities for kids business in Wake Forest is just a really cool opportunity because there, there's a demand for it. Right. And so I did end up buying her business. So the budding artist, which was my company, um, purchased the artful mind, um, both LLCs. And so we, you know, did all of the legal stuff that we needed to do to transfer that over. And that was in 2013. And I've been, um, the owner and running it ever since. So 
it became a full-time job very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool though. How that all kind of fell into place. I mean, it probably didn't feel like it was falling into place then, but <laughs> like, yeah, it is weird though. I do look back at it and I think, gosh, that was such a random and amazing blessing because, you know, we had four kids. I did need to work. I did need to bring in an income, but it was, I wasn't like certified to work in the schools here. And even though they have art in the schools, that was like a two year, okay, I have to go get my you know certification. And I was just stuck. Like, I don't know what I want to do. And I don't know. So it yeah. was, it was a, it was a real blessing and it worked out great because it's taught my children so much. And my whole family has been changed by it because running a small business is, um, it's just a whole, like the whole family has to be on board. It can't be just something that you do all by yourself. It's a, it's a team, it's a team thing. Like yeah. I'm losing the word, but totally, you know yeah. what I'm saying. A team effort. Yeah. And, so yeah, it's team effort. Yeah. Um, so what I do now, like, you know, I, mine is mainly digital space, but for seven years, my husband and I ran a small farm and brewery. And so we grew vegetables and we did CSA and the farmer's market. And that was a little bit more accessible to have our kids involved. And they still, you know, talk about it in the memories and just like that feeling of, I don't know, doing it all together and being in the trenches, but then celebrating the wins, like all together is just such a neat experience for a family. Yeah, I definitely think so. And it's taught my children a lot. I mean, it's taught them the value of a dollar and Mm -hmm. they are all very, very, very conscious of how much things spent, you know, like cost. And when it comes time for anything they want, like back to school shopping or a new pair of jeans or whatever, they know exactly how hard it is for me to earn that money. And so they, they're very, very careful about what they ask for. That's awesome. And that's And I have them in the studio with me at all times. So my daughter, she's my oldest, she's 17 now, but she's been helping even as an assistant since she was 12. And so she's learned how to teach, you know, a group of kids. She's been my right-hand man. Now she manages the birthday parties. Like it's taught her a lot. And my boys, they come in and they'll be like peer mentors for drawing club, or sometimes they just come in and clean the studio because I can save on, you know, hiring a cleaning service if my boys pull their sleeves up and come and clean, right. help clean the studio. And my husband's really, really supportive with that. So he will um, usually be the, the cleaning man on the weekends. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. Um, and so my daughter, she's nine and like, she loves mm-hmm. like Shark Tank. She loves watching that show, The Prophet. Um, oh, and I cool. think it's, yeah, I feel like it's because she saw that as like such a little, like she was a little bit more of, she's a little bit more involved. She's older than my son. And, um, you know, just made such a, an, an impression on her and right. I don't know, just, it's so cool getting the whole family no, I involved. I think it's a great example for them. And I always tell my kids, you know, if you can't find your dream job, then you create it. Mm-hmm. That's, and so for me, I feel proud of myself, you know, most days, some days we all have our days, but most days I feel really proud of myself because I wanted to do both. I wanted to be able to be there for my kids. I wanted to be able to have them with me at work if, if I had to, you know, if they were home from school for a day or, or whatever, I wanted them to be with me. I didn't want to completely separate myself from my children because I was able to stay home with them for like the first 10 years. And that's what they're used to. And that's always been my priority. So it's kind of cool that I built a business where they're welcome to be there. They're welcome to be with their mom at all times, you know, if they wanted, which 
by the way, they don't anymore because <laughs> they're 17, 15, 12, and nine. So yeah, like, oh, we're good. Yeah, but they're going to appreciate that. Like now, I mean, I don't know. At the ages they are, they, they I feel like they probably wouldn't be able to, like, to see it as well. But I don't know. As adults and looking back, I, that time's going to be priceless. Yes. My husband keeps reminding me of that because I do. It's hard. It's like definitely not easy all the time. And I no. get really discouraged. And, and, you know, social media is not helpful at all sometimes when you, I just, I'm like, gosh, look at look at these girls. They're like 10, 20 years younger than me. And they're so much more successful. And he's like, well, what are you measuring success by? You know? And then he gets kind of mad at me (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure this is what high schoolers do. Right. They sit on Instagram and feel bad about themselves. So we're not immune to it. Yeah, no, it's true. But then also too, you know, we're really not seeing all of it, you know? I mean, there's a lot of things that I think go on that aren't put on as well. I mean, I think we're all like that. Like, I think as humans, we naturally want to highlight the better things, but I don't know. Yeah, it is hard. It's a slippery slope. I mean, I feel the same because I, even though I work from home and I'm at home, my husband does all the homeschooling and things like that. Like, I, I still feel guilty. Like, I feel like I should be the one doing that, you know, but there's only so much I can do and I oh, am right. here, but it, I don't yeah. know. Like it is like as a mom, I feel like we just have those feelings. I don't know why. (laughs) Well, I think it's driven culturally. I mean, I read this quote all the time because I think it's so great, but it says women are expected to work like they don't have kids and have kids like they don't work. And that expectation was not put on my mom when she was raising us. And that expectation was not put on my grandma when she was raising my mom. That's an expectation culturally that I think we feel um, because we're given so many opportunities and because it's all right in front of us and because we can see like, oh, look, you know, women now can be CEOs and they can be here and they can be that. And they're making all of these changes, which are awesome, but maybe they want to do both. And women, I think still are struggling with, okay, how do we do that and feel good about letting some things go? Like, cause right. that's what you have to do. You cannot do both. That's not a real thing. Right. So you have to think like, okay, well what, you know, for me, I have to think like, okay, where are my, where are my priorities? What do I need to do? Great. And then what are my other things that I'm okay letting go of? And when I was first married and I had young kids, I would be horrified if someone came over to my house and it was messy. I mean, that's how I was raised. Like mm-hmm. you keep, keep your house impeccable. You keep it cleaned up. You do this. If the guest comes over, you need to have, you know, cause that's how my mom was like, right. everything needs to be in its place. And, and, um, so it's hard for my mom to come visit me now because that's one of the things I let go. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like, you know what? I'm, I am adamant about things being like clean and sanitary, but the clutter, it literally has life of its own. I can't even, I right. can't deal with it. So yeah. well, we I mean, you said it. you have four kids, right? So there's six yep. of y'all in yep. the house. I mean, that's a lot of bodies. You know, like. Oh yeah. Yes. There was a day where I was like, you know what? this is not all my stuff. And so this is not all my problem. Like the right. minute one of my children is like, our house is messy. I just give them, I hand them a broom or I say, you know what? Um, clean it up then. Here we right. go. We can all do this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I agree. Um, and so that kind of leads into my next question. Like how do you balance work in life? Um, like we kind of got into it a second there, but just any tips on that or what you do to, that works for you and your family? 
Well, um, that's, that's like the age old question for a very long time. I felt like balance was this place that you would arrive. Like it was a vacation or a destination. And I kept trying to get there to balance, but balance is something that's just a daily thing. And I've had to really, and this is a daily struggle too, right? Like reminding myself that balance and finding the balance is not some destination that we're all going to arrive at someday. It's, it's, you balance daily. You don't balance your whole life, like forever. You balance your day or you balance your week. So I'm very good about sitting down on Sundays, um, like Sunday afternoon or Sunday evening. And I look ahead to my week and I balance the best I can, the needs of my children and what they have coming up with the needs of my business. Um, my business, people register way in advance. They're, they have expectations. I've made promises. Those are things that I take very seriously. So I'm not going to, you know, but I do have people that work for me. So if I know, okay, my son's birthday is on Wednesday. He wants me to go to lunch with him. Then I work that into my calendar and I make sure that happens. So I feel like, and you know what? It doesn't always go as planned and that's okay. But, but every day I need to I just say, okay, how can I balance today? And some days it's all work, but by eight o'clock, I think, okay, I haven't done anything for myself today, or I haven't hugged on my nine-year-old at all. So that's how for that day I create balance. I sit down on the couch, I turn my phone off, I don't open my computer and I just cuddle with my son. And I feel like, okay, like I can go to bed with a clear head because today I found the balance that I needed. I love that. That makes so much sense. Um, cause yeah, I'm kind of like you, like I thought like it was this one thing, like one day I'll just show up there. Like if I keep doing right. these things, like it's bound to happen, you know, but <laughs> it doesn't. And every day has different curveballs. Um, you throw yes. kids into the mix, you throw running a business into the mix, the family, like we don't know like what's going to happen. And, um, right. yeah, no, I love that. Like just taking it day by day because that's really all that we can do. Yeah. And I feel like that, that like pressure that's kind of always burning in the background that like, mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, I need to achieve this. I need to get there. I need to find the balance. That's too much again, too much. And maybe it's cause I'm in my forties, but I have let go a lot of like mom guilt, house cleaning guilt, you know, all of this, but you have to have these conversations with yourself. That's like, okay, that is unrealistic. Nobody has balance, not even my mother. And she's in her seventies. Like she will get her grandkids dropped off on her one day. And then, you know, the next day she spends the whole day getting her eyelashes done or some dang thing. But you know, so she's like, she tries to find the balance too. I'm like, so that kind of always illustrates to me that like, it's definitely not a destination and we're not going to show up in our retirement and be balanced either. Like every day is we're balancing being all of these things, right? We're balancing being a wife and a sister and a mother and a friend. And so some days we'll get it and we're not going to be all those things in one day. Like with my friends, like right now in my time of life, I'm lucky if I see my friends once or twice a month Mm -hmm. and I don't even have, like, I would say I don't even have like a ton of friends because most of the women my age are doing the same thing as me. Like we're literally trying to keep our head above water and get our kids where they need to get and be and work and do all of this. So maybe once a month, Oh, we've, you know, bump into each other and that's great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that's something I can work on. I definitely need to work on 
and I have been trying, like I'll try to make a coffee date with a friend and I will definitely, and I'll sit on my Sunday afternoon and I'll do my calendar and I'll say, okay, like Friday morning, I want to, I haven't spoken to my friend Gina and I really like her. And so I'm going to make an effort to call her and get together and like just have coffee. And so that's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, like it is like, sometimes it's so easy. I feel like for us to, with things like that, they can just, if we don't intentionally think about them or like make an action to do it, like, you know, a week, month, year goes by and it's like, Oh wait, I haven't talked. I haven't talked to them, you know, like, I I don't know, but yeah, just making that effort. Um, and that part's, you know, everybody struggle. I mean, I struggle with that. Like everybody has their own thing, but, uh, yeah, but yeah, I can so do better. That's, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, we can all do better for sure. But I mean, but we are doing so many things right as well, you know, or at least trying yes. to. <laughs> yeah, we try. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like my friends who really value me and really like, you know, like me for me and know that I'm genuinely like to my core a good person and I'm really trying, they give me grace, which is something I try to grant other women as well. Yeah. Um, so I don't feel like they ever hold it against me that I haven't reached out or invited them over. I feel like, you know, they'll reach out to me and say, Hey, I haven't heard from you in a couple months. Are you okay? Are you surviving? And then, you know, first I feel bad. And then I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> <Okay>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, going along with that to like the down balance and just, you know, running a business, like, do you have any apps or automation or anything that you use like to help? Yes. So I definitely, one other thing I could do better is obviously delegating probably. Well, maybe it's not obvious, but maybe it's obvious to anybody out there that owns their own business is sometimes you just think it's, it's just easier if I do this myself. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) You know, because literally trying to explain all the things is sometimes just too much work. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's definitely a, a line that I straddle because I don't know, that one's hard, but I did learn you know, in the beginning, I learned how to build my own website. I learned how to, um, do marketing, but by reaching out and learning and getting involved with some of these, you know, business marketing groups, like we were talking about a little bit, um, before we, we jumped on this was, you know, there's so much, there's so much now, um, Mm -hmm. to learn and you can pop on Instagram or you can go on Facebook and there's little webinars or seminars or, and so I have learned a little bit along the way. I love Canva. I use that all the time because I am not a digital media specialist. That's not my forte. I would, you know, paint a watercolor picture before I'd sit down and figure (laughs) out how to (laughs) <laughs> do something on the computer. I've never done art on a computer. And I know there's all these great apps to do that, but everything I do is old school way, like with pencil and a paintbrush. So that is something I don't, um, yeah. So Canva saves my life. That makes me look like I'm polished and yeah, I'm Canva's professional. Awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's great. I use MailChimp for my newsletters and I do send like a monthly newsletter out to my, um, students. And then let's see, I use Facebook. I use Instagram. I'm not sure that's like an app or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like well, yeah. They technically are, but, but yeah. 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 To, yes. You know, um, I don't know how you classify that, but that's kind of how I just, you know, stay in touch with my customers. Cause I want them to know what's going on in the studio. And for people that are thinking, Oh, I want to register for my kids for camp. 
um, how can they see into the studio and what we're doing and if their children would be safe with me, then I try to do a lot of like in the studio, you know, sometimes I'll do little videos, but lots and lots of pictures. And so I do that. That's marketing. Um, but yeah, as far as, um, online, I use MailChimp and then, um, start logic is who I use to host everything. And it's oh, just nice. kind of a one and done thing. And so they're who I bought my domain through. That's who that all room, you know, renews. It's all kind of in one house. Mm -hmm. And then Weebly, Weebly is the um, website. And again, like I'll reach out to people uh, that know way more than me. And I'll say, hey, can you look at my website? Can you see if this even is like current or whatever? And um, I had to learn in the past year what mobile friendly meant. I know that makes me seem really old. But no, it doesn't. Because I had my website for so long since 2013 that like things had changed so drastically uh, with everyone looking at their phones now for everything that I had right. to get some outside help to optimize all of that. And, you know, there's just so much. I mean, your head could explode. Like, so yes, I, I, um, that's what I use. That's the long winded answer to that. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I mean, I we, you know, we only know what we know and, you know, you're trying yes. to like <laughs> learn as much as you can. So, I mean, I think it's great. Like, it, yeah, I mean, it's great starting like what you're doing and just keeping it going. Like, I love it. <laughs> yes. I, there's a lot of really savvy girls out there that know all of this. They know like all the ins and outs and how to optimize all the stuff. And so those are the people I need. Those are yeah. the people that need to be <laughs> working with me. Yeah, totally. I know. I mean, when I, I mean, so my degree is in marketing, um, but you know, oh, wow. social media wasn't even talked about That's in it. marketing yeah. because it was, right. you know, 20 years ago, you know, but I mean, it, it's cool because a lot of like the principles are still the same. Just the tools are all different now, like yes. than what we use then. But um, yeah, it's just funny. Yeah. Like it's funny how times well, change. Yes. And there's like these social, you know, expectations that I have been learning the hard way. Like if you post somebody's picture, you're supposed to tag them or it's rude. And I mean, you know, I'm very absent-minded. It's just the artist in me, but sometimes I'd, I'll miss something that I was supposed to do on social media and I get called out. And I mean, that's fine. Like I don't take it personally, but I right. think you can't assume that everybody knows all this. Like, right. Isn't that what a direct message is for? Like, just direct message me and say, girl, this is what you need. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you need to do this. And I'll say, oh, thank you so much. Yes, totally. Um, yeah. I mean, there are so many, yeah, so many things, like like you yeah. said, like, yeah. Yeah. So that's We're all just like, doing the best we can. <laughs> yes. I'm like, this small business, uh, you know, mom or woman entrepreneur business, everyone just needs to be so supportive of each other and just on the same team and, you know, reach out and give each other advice. Like I have a friend that I met at a business conference and she owns a, um, like kind of a wood business in Georgia and she's cute. She's got the cutest business. And so I'll look at her website, order stuff from her all the time and I'll, I'll message her and say, Hey girl, you forgot to put a link for this or you, um, did you know that this, you know, the price wasn't listed and she's always like, thank you so much. Like, Oh my gosh. So I kind of feel like if people see stuff, they need to say something because it takes a team. It really does. Of yeah. people who care. And I want everybody to be successful. I'm not in, you know, this is not a competition. I want 
all the people to be successful. So I just feel like it'd be cool if everybody felt that same way. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, it should definitely, I mean, we can all do so much more like together holding ourselves up, you know, and then when it's your own business and you're looking at your website or you're looking at your landing page or your social media, like it's harder to see when you're in it. So it's like, just tell me. Yes. And don't you agree that you always miss the most blazing, like blaring thing? Oh yeah, of um, course. The time or the Mm -hmm. cost. I mean, just something really stupid. All of these things that you just like in our minds, it's, we're putting it together. It's like, it's already in there. You know what I mean? So you just don't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got great customers though. Like a lot of moms and they'll email me and say, Hey Carrie, seriously. Um, what time does it start? I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Oops. that's kind of important. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so what do you do to help your business grow? Like, how do you get out of your comfort zone? Um, and do you have, like, any examples of that or any tips? Well, I'm old school with that, but it's customer service for me. So I feel like the more personal you can be in your business, no matter what you are selling is what's going to set you apart. So anybody can run a business. Um, well, not anybody, but you know what I'm saying? Like anybody can start a business and sell stuff online or, um, heck open a sandwich shop. But the reason why certain places do better than others is because people actually care about their customer. And I truly truly, truly care about my customers. In fact, I just got a text right before I hopped on this call from one of my students. She moved away and she wanted to send me a picture of her horse. And she's, she used to come to me for years and years for all of her art camps. And she and I, you know, I really was invested in her family and I loved she and her sister and watching them grow. And, um, you know, we're there together all day long at art camps. So they share things about their lives and, Um, I really care about them. So it was so touching to me that she thought about me, that she was thinking about me and she Mm -hmm. wanted to send me a picture of her horse and I haven't seen her in over a year. And it was just, it was just so cool. So I feel like that way, I try to tell people like when you, when you come into my business, you're a part of my family and I'm going to treat you like I would like to be treated. And I want you to know that every dollar you spend here is not um, overlooked by me. It's, it, it matters and it's a big deal. And I really, really, really appreciate it because I am a small business owner and I do work my tail off, but I'm a mom and I do have four kids and all the money that I'm earning here is getting invested right back into the community through swim lessons or dance team or whatever. It's so that my kids can, you know, prosper and bloom and I can work and I can do all of this. So, and I know how expensive things are for kids and I spend money on my kids. I want to feel like the value of my dollar means something to them. Mm-hmm. And so when I get blown off by the coaches or nickel and dime for this and this and this and this, it makes me mad because I feel like I'm just a number and I'm just a checkbook. I'm not an actual person with feelings. And so I never want my customers to feel that way. I want them to feel like I really, really value them. So over the years, I've built up a reputation, um, I feel like, in a business that continues to grow because uh, I just really, really love the families and I, and I get invested in them. So the customer service and the people skills is really important. And just even when I've bought and stuff online from people, because I do like to support lots of businesses that are run by, you know, moms or 
women or men, who cares? Like I love supporting small business, but Mm -hmm. when I get the package in the mail and it's got a little handwritten note or a little extra thrown in, um, it just makes me so happy. And you know, it makes all the difference to me. It makes me feel like they value me. Right. Totally. Um, I think that is such a, a huge thing that people forget about, especially now that we're so online and removed almost from people and relationships now. Um, but it yeah, is, it's it per- is so big. Yeah. It's personal. Like we miss it. We are a society. Like I think we're like, you know, programmed to just connect with people in real life. You know what I mean? And so it, it makes just such a big difference. Yeah. Humans crave connection. That's yeah. just biological. I mean, that's, they've done millions of studies about it. It's like humans crave connection and they, you know, um, and I think humans also like crave belonging to something. Yeah. I mean, not every human, but like a lot, that's kind the of most, a human character. Yeah. It's kind of a character trait. And so I feel like when you, you know, appreciate people and you value them, that it makes a big difference. You know, who does a good job of that is and she's big time. She's not a small business, but Erin Condren runs um, like kind of a stationery and planner um, company online. And I buy her planners every year. I use her teacher planners. They're oh. just the best. I've never heard of her. Oh, really? Yeah. Erin yeah. Condren. Okay. Um, and she, she is amazing. And she um, just like, I love all her bright colors and I love all of her. I, I get her little notepads and I get, um, but yeah, she has planners just like daily planners and I have to see it. I'm very visual, so I can't be putting it in my phone or I'll never remember (laughs) I put it in my phone. Um, yes. And so she's got an online company and I bought a planner from her. I've had a planner for her from like the last 10 years. And I started getting her teacher planners because they have such big sections in between each month that you can write and write and write and write. And I love to write everything down and I use different colored pins, which she sells too. And she's got stickers. I don't have time for that, but I do love, um, having it right in front of my face. And when I'm trying to juggle the kids stuff and the work stuff, I have to have it all laid out on my big old planner. And so <laughs> that's kind of how I get it all straight. And I know some people will be like, what? I have it on my iPhone. But that's not the same to me because things change so quickly. I can just, you know, cross it out and write it in. And right. every kid has their own color. And I mean, that's what works for me. Everyone has to find what works for them. But um, that is but what was why I brought her up. Sorry, I go off on tangents. But she... <laughs> is she's big. So she has a very, you know, busy, well-known company. But when I order from her, she always throws in freebies. So I get it and it's packaged in the most beautiful way. It's all wrapped in tissue. It has a gorgeous sticker on it. You open up your planner and she's thrown in three or four things that you absolutely weren't expecting and you didn't, you know, purchase. And it's all very positive and Oh, I just love it. So whenever I order from her, I get so excited because (laughs) I feel like the packaging really just, you know, makes me feel so good and happy. And it's not just in like some brown envelope. Right. Yeah. Personalization. It just makes all the difference. And I wish, you know, people feeling like, oh, I'm struggling. And I don't know. I don't know why I want to say, well, when's the last time you reached out and treated your customer like a real person? Right. Those little touches. Um, are, are they the, 
the change makers. I mean, like it really is like, it doesn't take that much time. doesn't usually take that much investment, but what it does to, to make the person feel and make them want to come back and tell their friends, like uh, it's insane. Right. Yes, absolutely. And and not that that should be like the total end goal, but I mean, I don't know. It, it, it's not, you know, like a negative byproduct at all. Um, (laughs) but I mean, that's an excellent way to grow your business, no matter what your business is. So it's like making that personal connection. And I feel like it's just so out of people's comfort zone, especially nowadays with all the social media, they're thinking, Oh, well, I can get by by this email response, or I can just get by by this. But, you know, I recently ordered a bra from third love, which, um, you know, whatever. That's personal, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, but the company, what I heard a lot of great things about the company. And so I was like, okay, well I could get this anywhere, but they've great return policy. And guess what? I needed a return one. And I got a phone call. Like I call and talk to a real person. Oh, well, I guess I called yeah. them, but mm-hmm. I'm on the East coast and I think they're on the West coast, but they have a 24 hour phone availability. I think it is because I called on like a weekend and you know, they had an a cute little girl answered the phone and talked me through the whole thing. And that for me was like the, that made the deal. I was like, okay, I'm going to order from you again because that was great customer service. I was made to feel like my purchase of that bra was like the biggest deal in their life that day. And so it was great. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I mean, that is huge. You don't really usually get to talk to people anymore and not, you know, the easy people that, you know, are, really like excited about their job, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Um, so I guess that's all. I just, that's how I try to grow my business. And I, I love don't know. it. And it makes sense. And, um, I think as things continue to go how they are, like that is going to become so much more important, you know, like really having that real connection. Yeah. Well, now I'm working on trying to build out a different part of my company and I don't have like a ton of time right now. So I'm, it's been moving very slowly, but I am trying, I do have a product that I, that I want to get out so that I can offer, you know, my creative lesson plans to the kid, to kids, Mm -hmm. but that's like this whole nother giant, um, learning curve for me. Cause you know, right now what I offer is very localized, but I'm trying to make it to where, you know, it's something I could offer online as well. And I'm working on the details and I'm working on all that. But one of the big pieces is like, oh, how do I still make this very personal? And how do I make this, you know, have my stamp of, of customer service? Cause that's a big deal for me. Yeah, no, that's huge. And that's awesome because I, like you said, you're so localized and you have a brick and mortar and, um, not saying that you can only help so many people, but I mean, if you did put it online, like that's just a whole new a whole new world that you can reach. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard on like, uh, any of my other podcasts who I talk about James Wedmore and he does business by design. And yes, um, I was listening to that yesterday. And I think you said you signed up for like 12 months of it or something. And I was curious about what exactly that was. Yeah. So he only opens up his enrollment once a year. Um, and so I'm in it now and it's just, it's amazing. It's really, like his whole first like four modules have nothing to do with business. It's all like mindset and what you want to do and what you want to achieve, blah, blah, blah. But like, I never really realized how impactful that was for like how I was going into what I was, you know, trying to accomplish. Um, but he is very much about like 
you know, taking these products and, and in a scalable way. And I don't know, you just, it's hard to explain, but he, you got to check him out. He's got like his podcast and his website and all that. And I think he has like a Facebook great group. That's not for people that are enrolled in BBD. I want to say it's called the rise of the digital CEO and you'll oh. get so much out of that because he's just awesome. And he's very personal. Like anytime I like tag him on Facebook or, I mean, or, uh, Instagram, he writes back and I, I can tell oh, it's that's him. so nice. Yeah, yeah. It's not like his team member. Like it is his customer service is ridiculously on point. Um, same thing, oh, sign nice. up. He, I got a box in the mail, like a month after it started that nobody knew was coming. Like, I don't know, just all of these little touches that you're talking about, but then also taking those and like relating them in a digital way, like he's mm-hmm. a life changer. So check him out. Yeah, I will definitely. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I, I invested in a, um, kind of a business course and a marketing and, you know, a social whatever. And, and I was, I, there was a lot of really good things that I learned from that because as a small business owner, you know, like anybody, you get kind of, confined to your own space and you know what you do and I don't meet a whole lot of other business owners and I was really hungry for that so mm-hmm. I did you know go to a retreat and I and I loved the experience and I met some really cool women there and um I learned a ton but one of the pieces that I was like wow you know this is um I may, and I just kind of felt like, well, maybe this is just my generation or whatever but like the customer service piece was very um kind of aloof and it wasn't what I was expecting. It wasn't, Uh you know, as friendly or as outgoing or as personalized as I was anticipating. So I feel like, you know, even people are doing little seminars and webinars and all of this. And one of the things I'll always say is like, personalize it and, you know, reach out to your customer, but then they don't do it within their own business. So, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just kind of funny to me. I think, well, you know, yeah, it is a big deal. You, um, you wouldn't be in business if you didn't have customers believing in you. So you have to value your customer. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's true. I mean, that's no business is going to grow without that. I mean, that really is like the foundation, you know? Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, yeah. Um, uh, sorry. I was trying to find out where we were next on the questions. Um, oh, wow. We're to the last one. Um, what are your five favorites, your favorite book, drink thing to do to relax, watch and place to go? Um, okay. So I've listened to your podcast and they're awesome. And now I'm addicted to listening to all of them oh. because I love listening to all these different business owners. They're so fun and they're so different and there's so many different personalities, but I love hearing people's enthusiasm about what they do. And this part at the end is always fun for me. Cause I'm like, yeah, what do people love to do? Um, so my favorite book, is that the first one? Yes. Um, okay. So I have a very short term memory. So I, my favorite book is always the one I'm currently reading. (laughs) (laughs) I love it (laughs) because I can't remember. I I'll be like, I remember I read a really good book last year, but I have no idea what it was. Um, and I don't have a ton of time to read. I do absolutely love reading, but unless the book is uh, I don't know. I'm currently reading right now, educated, and it was given to me by my coworker and it's, it's totally sucked me in. Like, you know, it's a good book when you want to read it. You're at work yes. and you're like, I can't wait to get home to read that book. Or I wake up and I've got like a 30 minute lag time in between my older kids leaving for school and then 
having to wake up my younger child to get to school. So I've been reading in that 30 minutes just because the book is so engaging. And I, and I've noticed that I really love stories that are based on actual facts, not Mm -hmm. historic like novels. No, that's not my thing. But, um, like I read, oh gosh, this book about, um, children that were kind of getting stolen way back in America and then getting sold to before they were yours. That's what it was called. And that was a really engaging book. And I really loved that. Um, but it was based on some actual American history, which is not pleasant history, by the way, it was sad, but it was a really good book. And now I'm reading this book called educated. And it's, it's, again, it's based on, um, it's kind of a memoir that this girl wrote about how she was raised, um, by a dad who was very fundamentalist and like she was homeschooled and she was kind of, you know, kept from regular society and house. And so it's been, it's like, you know, you just can't wait to see like, how did she survive this? How did she get out of this type of upbringing? It's, it's really engaging. So that's what I'm currently, that's currently my favorite book just because I want to read it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to check that out. That sounds awesome. Yeah. It's a good book. And my favorite drink is lemonade. I love lemonade. (laughs) Um, you can tell I was raised in the South. I love lemonade. And for a while I was really hooked on Arnold Palmer's. Um, Oh yeah. Oh, those are fun. (laughs) <laughs> yes, those are good. And then I feel better because they're not like as high in sugar. But I am also, I would say it depends on the time of year, but in, I also love iced coffee. I mean, it's it's hard for me right now. I like go to Starbucks every once in a while. It's a special treat if I do go. And now they've got this cold brew over ice and it has like a pumpkin foam on top. I don't mm. know what concoction that is, but it's been... It's been a really fun fall treat. <laughs> that sounds delicious. I'm going to have to try it okay. next time. Yeah. What's the, the next question? I forgot. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do to relax? Oh, take a bath. Take a bath. Mm. Take a bath. I love taking a bath. Um, and you want to know why? Because I have three boys and they will never, ever <laughs> walk into my bathroom. Never, <laughs> ever. It's like the one room of the house I have completely to myself. So, um, I'm really into essential oils. I love essential oils. They've made a big difference in like my life and my home and just helping me relax. It's been a big part of that. So I love to fill my bath with like Epsom salt and different Mm. essential oils. And it's just my way to be alone and kind of relax my body and just have that quiet time at night. So I don't do it every night, but I definitely look forward to that if I have time. Yeah, that's, I don't know. Like there's nothing better than a bath. Maybe like a bath with a glass of wine, but that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's just relaxing and everybody leaves me alone. So that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what's your favorite thing to watch? Anything funny. I mean, I, I don't have time and I'm a very sensitive soul. Like I'm very, very sensitive. I've learned that since I was a teenager. So I don't enjoy anything that's like twisted or scary or me neither. I hate it. Like Mm -hmm. give me like comedy or like Hallmark. That's about it. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I want. (laughs) Yes. On the weekends I have the Hallmark channel on like the whole time just because I feel it find it very comforting in the background. And you know, you can walk in and know exactly where the story's at. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh I know what's gonna happen. I know, Um, but it still like feels good. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then I like I love funny shows. So I watched the whole season twice of Schitt's Creek, which that'll probably get edited. But it's I have never uh, heard of that. No, tell me more. 
It's so funny. I mean, but I like quirky humor. I'm very, so it's like my husband doesn't like it at all, but I think it is just hilarious. So <laughs> I always tell people, if you want to know who I am, I was raised on Laverne and Shirley and like Mr. Rogers. So like yeah. I'm somewhere of a, that's how that shaped me as a person. But I, um, Schitt's Creek is about like this family that was super rich and they, their lawyer or whoever was managing their money, like stole all their money and they ended up penniless and all they had left was this town that he bought as a joke for his son. And it's spelled S C H I T T S. And, um, <laughs> and so they had to move to Schitt's Creek because it's the only place that they could move. Cause they were penniless. Like they right. went from like, so they were up Schitt's Creek. Money to nothing. <laughs> yes. And they have to live in a motel there because, um, they technically own the town. So that I guess was the only place they could, and it's this this total heartwarming, hilarious tale of this family that was very disconnected, very materialistic. And you watch it season after season and you see them changing as people and it's actually got a lot of heart, but it's super funny and it's very quirky. So I love that show. Is it like and, older uh, or newer? No, or? it's not. The, um, they just They just actually released the last season. So there's... I think five seasons and then they, you know, stopped making them, but okay. it's, it's produced and made and directed by Eugene Levy. And oh son. yeah. Okay. Yes. So it, and that's fun for me too, because so the dad and the son direct and star in the show and their daughter is the waitress at the cafe. Oh, that's awesome. And then, yes. And then Moira is his wife, like in the show, but she, I'm just having a mind blank right now on her name, but she is a very famous actress. Like she was the mom in Beetlejuice and, oh, God. Oh, Angelica Why? Houston. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no, not Angelica Houston. Oh. Um, I'm on my phone, so, so I can't think of it. Maybe. Oh, I hate that when I have like a total brain lap. Is, is it on Netflix like, or? Yeah, it's on Netflix now. Like I okay. downloaded them all from iTunes just because okay. I can't wait. Because you know they're out for a year before they put them on Netflix, but True. yeah, it's on Netflix, and it's so funny. It was on Pop TV if you had cable, but because it's um, produced in Canada, so uh, and filmed in Canada. But anyway, that's a really funny, quirky show, and it's only twenty or thirty minutes, so it's not like this huge time commitment. Um, I love that show, my friend. I'm, I'm still best friends with my um, fifth grade. I met her. No, I met her in the sixth grade when we moved to Dallas. And she still lives in the Dallas area. And so she she and I have always had just like the same sense of humor. So <laughs> I will always reach out to her and say, okay, like, what should I be watching now? Because she knows me. She knows I'm not into, like, I would never be able to watch like American Horror Story. No, that would kill me down. No. Mm -mm. So I'll, no, she'll say, I'll say, okay, I need something new to watch just to get my mind off life and just to laugh. And so she recommended that one. And then lately she told me to watch Insatiable on Netflix um, the gal that used to be on that Disney show, Jesse, I'd never watched it, but. Oh yeah. My daughter the, watched it. Yeah. She's the actress in this show and it's, it's funny too. It's, it's really funny. Oh, so you can watch that. Yeah. All on Netflix. So there you go. Yay. Yeah. I always stick to like, I don't know, friends or like Arrested Development. Like those are like my go-to oh, yeah. just to like, I don't know, zone out. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I've seen Arrested. them all a million times. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, if you like Arrested Development, you will love Shit's Creek because it's oh, like sweet. that. Oh, good. It's okay. Good to know. Like that's one of my yeah. all-time favorite shows is Arrested Quirky. Development. <laughs> yeah. The money is in the banana stand. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
her. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what's your, uh, where's your favorite place to go? The beach. Absolutely. Hands down. Love the beach. It's a good one. Um, yeah, we live uh, about two and a half, three hours away from the beach. So I love North Carolina for that. So we'll pick up on like a Sunday morning and drive out and just sit. My kids all love the beach too. Oh, so that's awesome. We call it just like recentering or recalibrating. We all just kind of sit and stare and take naps and then fill our buckets and come back. So the beach yeah. for sure. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to figure out like a, like a spring trip. And my husband is really into mountain biking. That's one of the reasons why we moved back to where we did in the gorge. Um, oh, yeah. You're and in so, a great area. Yeah. And so, you know, it's usually like Colorado or like Idaho, all these different places. And so me and my kids are like, we want the beach. And he's like, but I can't ride my bike at the beach. And we're like, no, <laughs> we don't care. We're going to the beach. Like, so we're thinking about San Diego, which we've never been. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, San I'm excited. Diego is so fun. Well, is you it? know what yeah. you get there is you just get the beach cruiser. I mean, you can't yeah. go ground biking on the beach, but we love that. Like a lot of the houses that we stay in on VRBO out at in, at the coast, is they include bikes. Like they just have them down oh, under cool. the house, and you ride your bikes up and down the beach. It's so fun. Yeah, it's like you're still pedaling. I mean, and this yeah. is a different experience. Like, um, so yeah, yeah we're excited. <laughs> Tell him nothing's harder than trying to ride your bike in wet sand. So there's his new challenge. <laughs> True. <laughs> I love it. Um, awesome. So where can everybody find you? Like uh, what's your website, social media, all that good stuff. Um, well, my website is theartfulmind.com and it's all the same. So the artful mind is on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. And I mean, I would love, like, I'm, like I said, very local, but I love to share my project ideas and I love to share what's going on in the studio. So even if you have a creative kid, it would be really fun to follow along because like I said, I'm going to be launching something that anybody can get access to pretty soon. And I'm excited about that, but I've always had pretty wild and crazy ideas and I love engaging a child's mind and just opening it up to all these possibilities and letting them figure out who they are and discover their own voice and their own confidence through just creating. And I'm a big fan of color. So I like to incorporate lots of different, you know, textures and mediums. And so I think it'll be fun, but even if, you know, you don't have a child and you're not into it, it's, you know, it's fun to follow along with what's going on, I think. Totally. Yeah. I mean, you can always get something out of just seeing the visual of like creation, you know? Yeah. I mean, my niece and, um, she's 10. So she's about the same age as my younger son. She'll watch my Instagram videos or like some of the projects we did and then she'll try to do them at her house. So I love that. I think that's kind of fun. Yeah. So anyway, so I'm having fun. I love just, I love working with kids and I love art. And so it's just been kind of a good, a good, um, combination for me. Yeah. This has just been such a fun conversation. I'm so glad we finally got to connect. <laughs> I know me too. Thank you so much. This was really fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you so much. And thanks for listening everybody.